0: Come, Father, and heal us. Come and direct us. Come and guide us. Come and fill us. Come and give us our destiny. Come give us territory. Come give us passion. We need encounter with you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we are so, so happy to be here in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. this time is there anyone from the ministry team who has a word from the Lord or an encouragement for the body today? Please come up now. I
1: really felt during worship time today that there's some of you that maybe you're afraid to go in waist deep with God and God wants you to know that He wants you to come in waist deep and when you get there all those things that you're afraid of are just going to go away you're not going to even care about them because you're just going to be so lost in him and think of like how you're weightless in a pool and just floating and just being with with god kind of in that that stance with him just Getting so lost in him because you love him and he loves you so, so much. And he's just saying, don't be afraid. Come in. Get in over your head because that's where, when you come in over your head, you have to depend on him. But he will never leave you or forsake you. There is no fear in Christ. Amen.
0: Amen.
2: You know, so much goes on in worship, so much activity that the Lord shows me, visions that's going on in heaven. And then um, he had one word that he shared with me after showing me all this vision. He showed me flags and banners just during worship. He also showed me horses running together in groups and running with such fierceness, you know? And then he also showed me Jesus sitting on his throne. And then he showed me a red carpet being rolled out. And then he showed me Jesus' feet walking. And when he was sitting on his throne, he showed me clouds that was in front of Jesus and the clouds moved to the side. And then he showed me dark clouds that were being moved. And then I heard the Lord say, I am moving every obstacle out of the way. I am moving everything out of the way. Whatever has been challenging you or trying to test you or trying to put doubt in you, God said that I am removing it out of the way. I'm moving those clouds out of the way. So for me, that's an encouragement. He says, I'm moving it out of the way. Amen.
0: Anyone else? well, I I got pruned this week and it was so good. (laughs) It was so good. Um, I shared once before about pruning how sometimes it's just the word of God. You know, you have a thought, you have a word, you have a belief. God gives you his true word and he cuts that so you don't bear fruit in that wrong belief. And so I had this thought, this thought that I was powerless and it it felt terrible and it felt true and I went to bed and when I woke up the next morning usually as soon as I wake up I say good morning Lord and usually there's a song either I'm singing to him or he's singing to me and and we talk what's you know what we're going to do today well this morning I woke up and it was like God was waiting for me (laughs) waiting for me to wake up and as soon as I either I I was gaining consciousness or he woke me up one or the other and it's like I've given you the spirit of power. And it's like, wow. And I knew that. You know, Second Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. And I knew that. But um, jelly brain, you know, you ever have jelly brain? Where, you, you know, it's like wobbly. <laughs> you, you know the truth, but it isn't firm. And um, so that word to me, from God, I was like chill for two days, just power, you know, Um, and what if, what if I had fed that and retained that and kept that and God hadn't proven that, you know, what, what encouragement would I have to offer someone? Um, You need encouragement? Oh, I've got this little thorny stick, will this help, you know, probably not. I went to visit my brother yesterday and my sister-in-law. She's, she's the one who's, who nearly died and is alive. <laughs> and if she's in a rehab. Uh, she's got a long way to go, still, still some major surgeries. But my brother is, uh, he was mean and surly and unpleasant to be around. And we went out to have lunch and he just pours out his heart to me and he's powerless. He feels powerless and he's sad and he's broken. <laughs> And he just, you know, just the words just kept going on, powerless and powerless, and he just wouldn't stop. And I, and there was there's, you know, the fruit of that belief for a long time. It was like he was entangled in a briar patch, you know. Do you know what a briar patch is? It's just it's thorns and it's grown all around. It's entangled, and, and if you're in it, you know, hard to get out. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is that I, I used to be there used to be there, and God's done a lot in me, and so he allowed me to see where I used to be and realize where I am today. And uh, because of my experience this past week with the same feeling, I was able to share with my brother the word of God, and like the Smiths have said, put the word of God to work. So the word of God is he's not given us that fear, but he gives, you wanna get excited? study what the holy spirit is for us and to us in the bible oh my goodness (laughs) um so anyway that's what happened to me this week
3: (laughs) so hold on don't don't go away I, i just want everyone to see your phone and this necklace that she's wearing this this is a true princess of the kingdom and I'm not making light of that. You are all kings and priests in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. You are a royal priesthood. And Vani is a royal daughter. And she's wearing it. Reminders. Yes. And, and I just feel like, yeah. And I
0: functioned in the role of priest to my brother this yes. week, I feel yeah. Give me the word of God. Right on. Anyway, wherever awesome. you are in that story, whether you are just whether you just need a word to break off before you or you're in the briar patch, either way, the Holy Spirit is the same powerful being that dwells us and is gonna make the changes we need for his glory, right. That's
3: right. <laughs> Amen. So I'm gonna share something as well and then I wanna introduce some powerful people some powerful pillars in the church Um, but I just felt I got to cover a couple things Um, during worship you know I, I had some notes actually before we even got here this morning but I felt like during worship God wanted me I felt my hand was getting really hot and I was like I also felt like man God if we keep meditating and dwelling on this theme of your royalty and your kingship over us and our royal identity i wouldn't be surprised if some gold dust breaks out in this place i don't know i kind of would be happy about something like that it's just me doesn't have to happen but you know be kind of cool but kids i felt like when my hand was getting hot i i was just worshiping i was asking god why is my hand getting hot and i kind of looked at it and it looked red too and i felt like he directed my heart towards you guys Kids, he wants to put fire in your hands. He wants to put fire in your hands. I'm just looking at all of you guys, all of you youngsters. God wants to put the fire of heaven in your hands. He wants to do miracles through your life. Think about it for a second. How many of you kids are into Marvel movies, those superhero movies? Yeah, I, I know my kids are. You have to raise your hands for me, but and Fitzhugh's, yes. M- many of us adults in the room, yes, I, I like it too. You know, I think Thor's pretty cool and Captain America and all that stuff. That's just Hollywood, that's just make believe. But there's a reality God the creator of heaven and earth, the one who formed each one of us inside of our own mothers and breathed life into your body when you were born. You took your first breath. He was there. The Father was there welcoming you into the world that he created for you to experience and enjoy and know him in that experience. And he has a plan. He has a desire to make you just like Jesus. Just as Jesus was on the earth, so should you be, the Bible says. As he is, so are we. He wants to put the fire of heaven in your hands. He wants to do miracles, signs, and wonders through your life. I don't know about you guys, but I get excited. And if I was your age all over again, there's so much stuff I wouldn't be doing, and there's so much I would be going after in God. He is a miracle-working God, and he is powerful. He is mighty, and he loves to show off his, his strength and his power through his people. That's why he doesn't just take you off to heaven as soon as you say yes to Jesus and ask him into your heart. He doesn't just rapture you up out of here right away. No, he wants to leave you in the earth so that you could represent him because you have a new identity. John chapter 14 talks about the greater works that we would do. And we sang it in that song, anoint us for the greater works. Yeah, you know, we were asking God to anoint us. Anoint just means to be smeared. Like take that oil of anointing to just smear it on each one of us. Anoint us. Anoint our hands. Anoint our ears to hear the voice of God. Anoint our tongues to speak the words of God. Anoint our lives to walk in power. To walk in our true identity that Jesus paid for us to walk in. And some of you adults need to hear this too. I'm just going to say it right there. Um, I also had he's pursuing you. God is on hot pursuit. The hound of heaven is chasing us down. I feel it all the time. I feel like the pressure of heaven is just coming around me. Different moments throughout my day. When I'm out delivering mail, if you see the mailman walking down the sidewalk in East Bremerton and he's got his hands raised in the air, it's because God's messing with him. God's pursuing him, so just thought I'd throw that out there. If you think the mail carriers are kind of weird, well, some of them are just pursuing Jesus because he's pursuing them. If you are in Christ, how many of you in this room are in Christ? Okay, the Bible says that if, if you've given your life to Jesus, your life is now hidden. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. Your life is hidden in Christ. So that means if you're hidden in Christ, so is every situation you face. It's in him, and he's got it. He's got everything that we can face. If your life is in him, he's got it. So is every issue that you're going to face. So this whole theme of royalty has been on my heart, and I feel like God's giving me just revelation into it. Um, I'm actually learning to walk in that more. You know, last week we talked about Romans 5, 17. It says, uh, I think I have it here. He has given you abundant grace and the gift of righteousness so you can reign in life. He has called us to reign in life. We are a priesthood. He has given you authority, as John 1 says, to those who received him, to those who believed in his name. He gave that exousia, That authority, that royal crown, a regal crown of authority, he gave you the right to become the children of God. Children not born of natural descent, human decision, but born of God, born of the Spirit. So, anyway, I want to invite some powerful people to come up here. Come on, Dave and Sharon Smith. These guys are packing. They are packing, they have, they have been just such a big blessing to this little church. This little church that God is establishing, that God is building. I just, I know when you guys said yes, that you were all in, I just knew that that prophetic word that we received a couple years ago in Port Angeles from Steve and Wendy Backlund, Um, They broke down. They made an acronym of what we called ourselves at the time, Hope Renewal Ministries. Um, We had come up with a name, so that's what it was. But the letter P in in the word hope, powerful pillars in the community. And God is establishing a community of believers in this place that are to be powerful pillars. And I just see it on you guys. You carry that exousia. Um, So exousia. Exousia.
4: Thanks Scott. It is actually an honor to be here. Although we preach pretty much everything we were going to say so we're kind of done. Kidding. Um, What we want to say is just some things that we've learned over the years and you know give you a little bit of knowledge. You know the Lord talks about the word being the seed that you know it starts small but as it grows up. It becomes this huge, big tree, and the birds of the air build their nests in it, and you know it becomes shade, and you know supplies all this stuff for people, and that's kind of what the word is for us. Yeah. And uh, we just want to, we just want to kind of, you know, encourage. encourage. Yes, let you know who we are in Christ. Who are we in Christ? You know, mm-hmm. what is Jesus? You know, I mean, what has he done for us? You know, there's, there's so much. I mean. If we had just a little mustard seed of knowledge of what Christ has done for us, you know, our lives, a lot of our lives would be totally different. And it's taken years for us to, uh, to come to this. You know, some people come to it faster. Some people, you know, a little slower, I guess, like us. We're a little slower. We're a little slower. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh.
5: Did you want to put up that first
2: verse?
4: Yeah, we want to give you a little knowledge and maybe some tools to help you in your everyday life.
2: Sweet, thank
4: you. So, oh, there it is. There it (laughs) is. First of all, those that have accepted Christ, Mm -hmm. Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. First of all, the Lord is not condemning us. The Lord is looking at us through the blood of Jesus. It's kind of like those old, uh, I don't know if anybody ever remembers that they used to have these pictures with these red lines across. And you couldn't see what the pictures were until you put these red glasses on and then you could see the picture. Well, that's kind of the way the blood of Jesus is for us. The Lord looks through the blood of Jesus at us, and He sees us as pure, holy, and righteous in Christ. Mm -hmm. So,
5: So if you've ever held um, a newborn, or like some people are pet people, and they love to hold, uh, they love to um, go to the pet store, and they're like, I want to get in there with the puppies and the puppies are cute and cuddly, and they have that kind of new puppy smell. So us being who we are, which is just a measure, just a small measure, when we have that affection for babies, when we have that affection for newborn pets, that's just a small taste of how God feels about us. He sees you and he's like, oh, there you are. And he wants to pick you up and cuddle you. And um, a lot of times the way that we're raised, we go, oh, no, I'm not tall enough. I'm too heavy. I'm not smart enough. I'm this or that. No, you don't want to have anything to do with me. But that's us seeing ourselves through, like Vonnie said, through, you know, those lies that have been built up in us. So that's us seeing us through those uh, through those glasses. But God sees us through the blood of Christ. He sees you as perfect, he sees you as whole. He, um, we look at ourselves and we see our brokenness. And in our brokenness, uh, the, that's just swept away when, uh, when the Lord looks at us. He, we say, no, we're broken. He's like, I'm not sure what you're talking about or who you're talking about. He says, who I see is I see Christ. I see Christ in you.
4: One of the tools we use during the week, could you put up that second one, Genesis? Genesis. One of the tools we use is to speak over our lives. Mm-hmm. We speak to the things that are maybe holding us back or um, health issues, areas of lack. Um, we don't put up with it like we used to. Mm-hmm. What we do is, is we take God's word and we speak over it. In Genesis 1 it says, "'Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of heaven, and uh, livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So we have authority. We have dominion over every creepy thing.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) So if you see something creepy in your life, take Mm -hmm. dominion over it. And how do we do that? We speak the word of God over it. If you're lacking in your health, if you're lacking in your finances, start speaking the word of God over it. Say, I have more than enough for every want and need through Christ Jesus. My body is healed healthy and whole according to the stripes of Jesus. You know, if you're, if you're seeing things that you don't wanna see in your life, start speaking to those things. Speak, speak God's word over everything that you don't wanna see. If you wanna see something in your life, You know, my bank accounts are full. I have more than enough. Start speaking over those things.
5: And thanks, Vani. That was a great, great example you gave just in your own life about, you know, God breaking off the old thinking and replacing it with his truth. So um, so here is this conversation with the Lord, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in heaven. And he's saying, let's make man in our image. So in, in us, we are a three-part being as well. We have our body, soul, and spirit. And because of God's grace and mercy on us, uh, he is, he's given us that same ability to um, because we're made in his image, and he spoke and created, God's given us grace and mercy so that when we do speak, not everything comes to pass. You know, like, uh, like, Jesus, um, like when Jesus spoke, it came to pass. You know, be healed. Um, he produced the um, abundant uh, loaves and fishes for, uh, the, for the crowds so i know in my past um you know i've said things like um well i i I don't swear as much as i used to so so i said things like um you know how i'm i can't figure this out i'll never get it done why do i even try and so i've learned that um because of that part of me in my spirit that is like the Lord, he's given his grace so that those things don't come to pass. He's given his mercy, so he's like, we're just gonna put you, we're gonna put you in the slow lane until you get this figured out. And so, um, thankfully, he has, (laughs) he's like, as he's gradually uh, caused my mind to be renewed to his ways and to, uh, to his word, we have um slowly but surely like just yielded to his leading and guiding and teaching and um, we see things starting to come to pass for us the good things that um go ahead
4: (laughs) i was just going to say this morning we equated it to the merge lane his mercy and grace because as you're coming up to the freeway and the traffic's flying by The merge lane kind of protects you from those cars that are going way faster than you. So it gives you time to get up to speed. And his mercy and grace is kind of like that. You know, it kind of protects you, you know, because it, it says in the word that my people die from lack of knowledge. So his mercy and grace is keeping us from just zipping over into that fast traffic and just getting craned. So some of the things that, you know, are built into our language you know it also says we're snared by the words of our mouth Mm -hmm. so we've actually had to look at what we say over each other and to each other and to our kids and to our friends you know it's you know little sayings like you know I'm sick and tired of this or you know I'm just dying to go down to the to the grocery store or whatever it's Mm -hmm. just you know we just need to rethink kind of turn it 180 and uh, start speaking the way christ spoke because he spoke life yeah. and he spoke health and he spoke prosperity over every one of us you know when you accepted jesus you accepted all of it the royalty he calls us a royal priesthood mm-hmm. you a know holy a holy nation you know the royalty they don't they don't put up with it with any kind of mess if something's going wrong they give the order and it's done and that's the way it should be in our lives too and we speak over our kids for health when we speak over ourselves for health or prosperity, you know, start expecting to see it done. Have an expectancy that, yes, Lord, your word works.
5: Mm -hmm. So, and then I would just encourage you, just a lot of times you'll speak and you go, okay, well, how come it didn't just happen? But there is a place where it did just happen. And so what we're doing is as we, As we press into that, we continue to speak, we continue to believe, we continue to grow. Um, When I was a kid, we used to play this game called concentration. It was a card game. And you lay all these cards face down, and then you would eventually start flipping them over. And then by the time you're at the end of the game, all the cards are flipped over and you get to see the whole You get to see all the faces. And that's kind of how it is for us when we're in prayer. As we're in prayer and we're speaking the word, as we speak the word, it's like we're flipping those cards over So we don't see the picture all at once, but as we just continue to, Lord, you are my supplier, you are my provider, you are my healer. In Christ, in in heavenly places, I am already healed, I'm already whole, I'm already perfect, I'm already complete in you. But when we get to this position where we are now, we're like, well, (laughs) not quite as perfect a picture but we just begin to speak that, to speak those words over us and it's like Bonnie said eventually we're going to see those we're going to see those untruths break down and what's going to remain is the truth the truth is that we are healed the truth is that we are seated in heavenly places and the truth is is that you know you are you are a mighty person you are a powerful person and the reason that the enemy fights you so hard is because he knows it. He is so jealous of who you are. The enemy wants to be who you are. And he's so angry with you and he wants to take you out. He said, because to him, you look like God. To, to the enemy, he can't do what you do. He can't create with words like you do. Because you are made in the image of God um, you can speak and create, the enemy can't do that. He has to get inside your thoughts and cause you to speak. And what he wants to do is he wants to, use, he wants to use that gift of God that God gave you so that when you speak, you create. He wants to get in there and he wants to mess it up. He wants you to use your word and your authority to create um, an ungodly circumstance for you. So please know that God does, He is not angry with you. Uh, God is not, um, He's not wanting to scold you. God is just, He wants you just to understand that He wants to come around you and He wants to embrace you and show you the truth. And He wants you to begin to speak life into your life. He wants you to, um, first of all, forgive yourself It's because it's not your fault We have we have all yielded to the negativity around us, you know um, Like when I'm driving and somebody cuts me off, you know I have definitely lost my holiness at that moment, but um, You know that's not who that's not who I am. It just is that's that's where I was at the moment but um, so what we do is we just um, we just yield ourselves to the Lord. We find ourselves in Christ. We forgive ourselves. We let go of the things that have uh, we let go of the things that have weighted us down, and just find ourselves in the Lord and let him let him minister to you. Let his words become uh, let his words become the source that, that speaks out of you.
4: We have Romans 12, too, please. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In order to be transformed, we have to get into the word. We have to know what the word. Um, If you have certain things in your life, like I said earlier about, you know, that you don't like or you want to see, you know, go to the Word. Start speaking the Word over those things. Be transformed. You know, it says in Luke 10.1, the devil roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It doesn't say he is a lion. It says he's like a lion. That means he's making all this noise. That means he's, he's... He's right. yelling things at you, roaring things at you that probably isn't true, okay. you know, and he, a liar. he oh. is a liar. Yeah. The devil is a liar. He's going to come to you and tell you stuff that isn't true. He's going to make you feel small and powerless. Yeah. When, when, we can, when we renew our minds to the word of God, it shows us that we are royalty.
3: Yes.
4: We are priests, kings and priests. Mm-hmm. We are powerful. When we speak, things move, things happen in heaven, like Sharon said. Um, You know, when we speak over the sick, they're healed. When we speak over people's lack, the lack is gone and there is more than enough, Mm -hmm. like the the loaves and the fishes. Mm -hmm. But renew your mind to the Word of God. Just keep that in your heart. What does God's Word say about me?
5: So, um, uh, Romans (laughs) 4.17. Okay, so Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made you a father of uh, many nations. This is the father. He's speaking to Abraham. I think Abraham, I don't know, maybe he was, he was like 75, maybe, I think, when he first got the promise. And... um, my, my father-in-law, my stepfather, excuse me, he's currently staying with us while his house is being sold and he's close to 80. And I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm just thinking about how our father said to um, Abraham, he said, you know, you're gonna be the father of many nations. And I look at my stepdad and I'm like, hmm, that's some faith there to speak that. But um, what God did is he spoke into Abraham and um, he spoke, he said, um, in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls, thing, calls those things which, be not, which do not exist as though they did. So it's like, it's like David was saying, you speak to your account, you speak to your bank account that may look empty or dead, and you say, you are full, you are filled. My Father is my provider, and this will be filled. And you speak to your body. I'm speaking to my hair right now, and I say, my hair is restored. Your hair is restored. And uh, so we're I'm speaking to my hair and telling my hair that it is restored And I know we talked to we kind of touched on it touched on it a little bit last week But the enemy's coming in and he's like he's like look at all these old women. They've lost their hair He's like you're going you're not gonna have You're not gonna have a hair on your head and so um So what I've had to do is just um, put that lie in a chokehold and um, say, "Okay, enemy, you don't know the truth. All you do is speak lies." And so, right now, in Jesus' name, I'm I'm taking that root, that that lie of the enemy, and just beginning to put a chokehold on it. And the more he lies to me, the stronger I declare: my hair is restored, my youth is renewed. Uh, Father, you said whatever concerns me concerns you, and the more I remind myself, and the more that I speak that out, the tighter that uh, that hold becomes on that lie. I'm beginning to I begin to see myself like, oh my gosh, look at your hair, Tao. Tao has great hair. So I look at women like that. I look, there's a gal, Joanna Gaines. She has this thick black hair. So I keep that picture in my mind that, um, thank you, Lord, that um, you are restoring my hair. And the more that I speak that, the more that picture becomes real. And I see that picture of those cards being turned over. Slowly but surely, it's coming to pass and we're letting, just letting the word, letting the word work for us.
4: And this works for every area of our lives. You know it says the lord came that we might have life and life abundantly you know he doesn't want us walking around with barely enough just barely surviving he wants us to be a testimony among the nations that you know hey look what i have done for my kids he wants people to be drawn to him because of his goodness you know he doesn't want to beat us down condemn us he's here that we might have life and life abundantly you know he wants us to have the good things um
5: this one's
4: on your list. No, I was going to say. But one of the things that we do is, it says in the word, we submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Mm -hmm. When we submit ourselves to God, all that means is, is that we are doing and acting the way God wants us to, as far as reading and speaking his word. We create with our mouths, we create with um, with our vision for our lives, start having a good vision. I, I hesitate to use the word vision because a lot of people kind of hang on to that. And it's like, what's the vision for your life? They make it sound so official. And it's like, oh, gee, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess I want to be a fireman or something. You know. Anyway, but, but get a vision. You know, kind of start picturing your life the way you want it to be. Yeah. What would be the ideal life for you? And then start speaking that. Start bringing up the word of God. You know, see, see where you want to be going. See where you want your kids going, you know. It talks about kids being arrows in the quiver. You know, which way are you aiming them? Which way are you shooting your kids in the direction they should go? And start speaking over their lives. You know, give them a direction that, you know, that they'll be successful and prosperous and that their soul will also prosper.
5: So it, it's James 4, 7, and it does say, you know, submit yourself to God, uh, resist the devil, and uh, he will flee.
4: One version says he has to flee. He has to flee.
5: Yeah, I always picture that if, that if you were to give a child a loaded gun, you would be ducking. You'd be like, huh, I don't know where they're pointing. I don't know what they're going to do. And, and we, as children of God, when we speak the word to the enemy, that's how he is. He's like, oh, they're going to get me. They're using the word against me. So when we use the word, even if we're not skilled, just use the word. Let that word be a covering and a protection around you. And um, so one of the things that, um, you know, that we were chatting about this morning is that... Um, A lot of times we think in our own selves we can be good enough, holy enough, righteous enough. You know, I behaved myself this week. I didn't swear. I didn't cut anybody off in the road. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. But um, this one time I was um, doing laundry for a friend. They were not feeling well. So I'm like, I'll come over. I'll help. And there was this piece of clothing, and I was like, what is this? I didn't know if it was a nut. I didn't know if it was a giant button. And I'm pulling it out of this piece of clothing, and it was a dried up cat poo. And I'm like, oh, no, you know? And then I, as I was, I was handling it and trying to get it out of the clothing, I began to smell it I'm like oh this is this is horrible you know somehow I thought if it was dry it wouldn't smell but it does and um, I'm like oh Lord this is awful and he says he says that is how your righteousness is to me he said when you try to do it on your own when you try to be good enough when you think um, Your activity is going to be good for me. He says, That's what it's like. He said, What did you do? You rejected it. You tried to, you wanted to wash it off of you. And he said, I just want you to just jump into my son. Stay in my son. Stay in his presence and stay dependent on him. When Scott was introducing us, I thought, you know, it's not that we're great. It's just that we're desperate. We are just desperate for more of Jesus. And it's it's uh, once we understand that it's only Jesus who... We're not good enough, period. But if we are in Christ, Christ makes us good enough. And so um, that was a real... Um, That situation really helped me to understand what God thought of my righteousness. So I don't even try anymore. I don't even try. If I'm gonna swear, I'm gonna swear. I try not to, but I don't, um, I don't let that be counted as my goodness, as my righteousness.
4: One of the things we discussed was uh, Marvel Comics. And uh, one of the things we, we kind of likened it to, our analogy was, is it's taking on Christ is like, uh, it's like Tony Stark putting on the Iron Man suit. You know, without the Iron Man suit, you know, he can get the crud kicked out of him. But, you know, he puts on that Iron Man suit, now he's got all these weapons. You know, he can fly. He's tough. And that's kind of like taking on Christ. Once you, once you put on Christ, you know, through his word and believing in him, um, it's like having the Iron Man suit. We become way more than what we normally would be. Mm-hmm. And the enemy doesn't like it. He is going to come about like a roaring lion, roaring at you. But just don't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take it. We are royalty. We are a royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. Just, if you don't come away with anything else, just remember that. We are a royal priesthood.
5: Hmm. Oh, okay. So we're not going to ask anybody if they want prayer. We are just going to pray for you.
2: <laughs>
5: yes. And you receive it as you want to receive it. And um, and then afterwards, uh, and the ministry team going to be up here, you know, so we can actually chat with you and pray with you and um but we just want to declare that uh, we want to declare God's blessing over you, his blessing of protection this week. So wherever you go, wherever you drive, whoever you're visiting with, we speak that covering over you, they, no matter if they are sick, if they have viruses, whether they have infections, whether they are contagious, you have the covering of Jesus over you. That covering protects you, that covering holds you, that covering carries you, and um, and we speak over your, we speak over your thoughts, we speak that as the enemy comes in and tries to lie to you, that that the spirit the holy spirit begins to say baby i love you baby you don't have to receive that that's a lie um baby i think I think highly of you, you're so precious to me, and um, so if any thought comes against you trying to condemn you, please know that is not the Lord. That's the enemy trying to take advantage of who you are. That's the enemy trying to get a hold of the authority God has given you, and to use that authority against yourself. So we just speak that revelation of Knowing who is speaking to you and uh, that you don't need to be afraid. There is no fear and God is working in you to um, to perfect you and Knowing know that you are beautiful and that that's how he sees you
4: And heavenly father I speak over everyone in this room and I say father to come in like a flood Father help them to see themselves as you see them as your beloved, as your prize, as your most beloved, Mm -hmm. and that you want nothing but good for every one of them. Lord, for those struggling in any area, right now we bind the enemy in Jesus' name and we say he has no power in their lives. Right now, instead, we speak love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, tenderness and joy in their lives. Restore, 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 Lord, that which was taken from anyone. Lord, restore it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.